Hey guys, it's Jacqueline Smith and you're listening to Caffeine Problems, Champagne Dreams. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm really glad that you could be here for today's episode. I know that last week was a bit of a bit of a shit show, <laughs> but we're back in action now. There's been some stuff going on with me personally that we'll we'll talk about in a little bit, but um, I appreciate your patience as I navigate how to be a one-woman show with all of this. Let's get right into the first and only question we're going to tackle today. Um, let's see. The question says, I'm single, have a roommate, and work 50 plus hours a week. I know it could be worse and I could be juggling so much more, but I am so struggling with not allowing exhaustion and stress to derail me. Working on my food and a morning slash night routine of journaling. Why can't I get it together? And this is from a friend, Tiff. Hey, hey, Tiff. Hey. (laughs) Thank you for submitting the question. I think it's incredibly relatable. I think that it doesn't really matter how much is on our plates. We can let having nothing but a, you know, work from home job and a cat, or we can let having four kids, an ex-husband, two special needs kids, and a job... (laughs) derail us from our goals as well it doesn't matter how much is on your plate so don't shame yourself first and foremost of the fact that you only have x y and z on your plate why can't you get it together it's really not something where the situation boils down to how much is on your plate that is the actual problem here it's just not so to analyze any goal and why we're struggling to meet it there's kind of three things that i want to do the first of which is to analyze the goal itself. Why is this our goal? You talk about food and you know I'm here for any kind of nutritional improvement that we all want to make. But the other thing that you listed was a morning and nighttime routine that involves journaling. Now, why is this a goal? Obviously, I don't have Tiffany here to talk to you to ask her this, but journaling is something that is really excellent for mental health practices. It's good for mood. It's good for letting a bunch of shit out that you can't get out without the help of a therapist or, I mean, even your good friends listening to you sometimes is not quite as therapeutic or as intimate or has the capacity for the honesty and kind of the deep personal dive that journaling can have. So I understand the appeal. It's not hard to understand why one should eat kale either, but do you actually want to do it or are you trying to adopt someone's goal? The other thing about journaling is it's a long-term play. There's no immediate return on investment for for journaling. I know people will try and tell you differently. There just isn't. Journaling is a really difficult practice for me too because I can't write fast enough for the crap that's going on in my head and it frustrates me. And then when I get frustrated, my deep dive becomes derailed by my inability to write as fast as my brain is moving and blah, blah, blah. So what we do is we look at the goal and we say, is this, why do I want this? Am I struggling with my mental health? And this is something that I want to do. Am I just doing something that a coach of mine somewhere said that I should be doing? Is this just something that I notice healthier, happier people doing? So maybe I should do it too. Is there something from my past that I'm trying to unravel? And that's why I'm doing this. Figure out very strongly what your why is for the goal. 
if your why can be accomplished with something that feels more natural to you, if you hated writing in school, if you hated book reports, if you hate reading, if you hate even just writing lists to go to the grocery store, journaling might not be the way for you to take a deep dive into healing different things going on with yourself or checking in with yourself. It might not. If you're someone who likes to talk, then maybe therapy is a better route for you. If you're someone who really gets a lot from reading books about personal development, then maybe adding more books to your plate or adding a meditation practice, maybe that makes more sense. If there is something about who you are as a human being that just doesn't fucking like writing, don't make yourself write. Especially if we're talking about tackling A, a couple habits at the same time, and B, you're someone that has not experienced a huge amount of discipline, self-imposed discipline in your life. A lot of us are very good at reaching standards that others hold for us. You will be on time for work. You will show up looking a certain way. You will get X, Y, and Z done during a day, or you will stay late. You will get paid this amount for your endeavors. Everybody goes home. We're fine with those standards. But as far as applying a discipline to ourselves, it can be really hard as an adult. Part of the appeal of becoming an adult is you don't have to do the stuff that you don't want to do, or so they lead us to believe. Spoiler alert, you have to do way more shit that you don't want to do than you ever did when you were a child and you had 5,000 rules that you had to follow. Womp, womp, right? Getting ourselves to do things that we don't want to do that the only person that benefits is us is incredibly hard. That's very real. As women, I think it's even harder for us to do that because there are 10,000 people, partner or not, children or not, parents or not, siblings or not, that we would rather serve than ourselves because we get that immediate satisfaction of a smile or being told that we did a good job or appreciation or affection or what the hell ever. Examine your goal. Step number one. Food choices, we understand that good food choices set us up well, mentally, emotionally, intellectually. However, again, this is not an instant gratification goal either. Most of the goals that we set for ourselves, the reason we're not doing them right now is because there is no instant gratification. It's a long-term play. So understanding that all the goals that you've set up are your long-term goals. They're 30,000 foot goals. They are snowball goals. The more that you do them, the more that you'll do them. The more momentum that something has, the more momentum that something wants to keep, an object in motion stays in motion, all of that good stuff. Understanding that the first several weeks that you do this will not be satisfying at all. You're just going to do it. Having that mindset shift also is beneficial. What shitty stories are you telling yourself about this in the moment? I'm too tired. I'm too exhausted. I don't want to feel like I don't want to do this. I just want to relax, right? Working 50 hours a week is a big deal. I do not work that much at my job, but I definitely work that much at momming. So I can relate to you on that level. And I can tell you, it is so tempting at the end of the night or whenever you have time off. I think you Tiff works in medical, so I'm not sure exactly what the schedule is. Um, It's crazy stressful. I know that from all of my friends who work in medical anything. When I am not momming, my first instinct every time, every time is to completely shut down and escape. I call it relaxing. We as a society at large call it relaxing. But Netflix and chilling and eating something hyperpalatable that shoots off addiction chemicals in our brain is not actually relaxing. 
but it does effectively turn you off from the 10, 12, however many hours you just spent doing shit for somebody else. Because that's kind of a part of the problem too. We spend so much time doing things for other people that it can be really, really difficult to do things for yourself because what it feels like in the moment is that doing anything is not doing something for yourself. It's counterproductive to what you want to do. You want to detach, you want to relax, you want to have some you time. But when did we become a society where you time, having me time, having time to relax and be with myself means I completely shut off my brain, I shove things down my gullet that turn off my emotions, and I sit that way until I pass out. And if we're very real with ourselves, some variation of this is what we're doing every night. I think that acknowledging that and acknowledging how normalized that has become is definitely step one. But then the other part of it is when you have, let's say you had a week to yourself, right? A week of no work, a week of no responsibilities, a week of no dealing with a roommate, a week of nothing, just you in a hotel, all the luxuries, shoobity boop. If we're very honest with ourselves, you'd probably take a big, nice, long nap. More power to you. And then you'd start to like watch something or read something. Maybe you'd go for a walk. But especially if you sat down to watch something, hour one is indulgent. Hour two is still nice and cozy. Hour three, not as much fun as it was when we first started. By hour like four, (laughs) hour five, hour six, you're bored out of your freaking mind and you just don't feel good. You really don't. Think about you know, the off chance that you have a Saturday where you're like, where did the day go? I didn't accomplish anything. You don't feel good at the end of that time. You just effectively avoided feeling the other things that you didn't want to feel during your normal work week or during your normal life. So they're not recharging us at all. And I think that's a really important thing to see. You can absolutely take the time to disconnect. I watch Golden Girls every freaking day. Y'all are going to get really sick of hearing the words golden and girls smushed together in sentences perpetually for the rest of this podcast. Sorry, not sorry. (laughs) But I watch at least one episode every day because that's my decompression time. But I also understand just like eating an entire chocolate cake, that first slice is indulgent. That second slice is numbing. That third slice is just punishment. I eat the whole cake. It doesn't feel good at all. It didn't feel good halfway through, but I was stuck on a path and I refused to change course. That's where you're at with Netflix and chill until you fall asleep. I don't care if you get home and 90 minutes later, you're passed out on your couch while Bridgerton is playing. It's wasted time. And the back half of that, the reason that that matters, not that we are all not entitled to just ridiculous indulgence once in a while, is that what that does is it ensures that tomorrow is going to be an exact duplicate of today. The whining and the food, wine is in like the beverage, not whining is in like the toddler behavior. Whining and food and TV or even endless books. You can overindulge in anything, but just the escapism of it will guarantee you that tomorrow looks exactly like today did. But you're like, what the fuck am I doing with myself? And if you were happy in that cycle, I wouldn't get messages like this from not just Tiffany, but from a lot of other women too. This is not an uncommon feeling. You want more, but you're not sure how to get there, 
right? And short of completely dissecting how happy you are with your job or in your marriage or with your kids, like this, that's a different podcast. That's my favorite line apparently, but like that's an entirely different thing to dissect. Let's take a look at what you're doing right now because I promise you, I promise you, once you start keeping one set of promises to yourself, just one, I'm going to get my food right which is another suggestion that I would make instead of trying to get two routines, a journaling practice and your food straight, pick one, just pick one. Because when you make and keep one promise to yourself, even for 30 days, it starts to feel good. When you do it for 60 days or 90 days, you feel like freaking Wonder Woman. I promise you, it feels amazing. And then it's way easier to add another thing onto that plate. Like, okay, Or maybe journaling is more important. Maybe your mental health is at a place where you just can't get your mind right to get the food under control because you're emotionally eating either from boredom or anger or loneliness or sadness or frustration or stress every single night. That's part of why the Netflix and chill happens. So maybe you need to get your mind right first. Do that and don't punish yourself for not taking another single solitary god darn thing on your plate one at a time and crush it. So thing one was analyzing our goal. Thing two was analyzing the behaviors that were practiced. I didn't even say this out loud, but it's analyzing the behaviors that you're practicing right now that are not in alignment with the goals that you want. You work a ton. I mom a ton. (laughs) When I get done, I want to relax, but I have to understand that the behaviors that I'm putting into practice are not relaxing. They are escapism to try and negate the 20 hours prior that I was momming my face off. And while I love it, it is hard. The two are not mutually exclusive. We also need to get over that as a society. She can be really fucking hard and you could still not want it any other way. So the easiest way that I've been able to break down goals for myself is to look at what is happening in this 24 hours that will make tomorrow easier. How can I make tomorrow easier? Because eventually I will figure out a system that makes today not suck and makes tomorrow better. What can I do today? I can, if you're on a macros plan, I can hit my macros today. I can do that. And it'll make it all the much easier when I'm not food hungover to hit my macros tomorrow. What can I do today? I can protect my time, right? And this is something that you ask yourself throughout the day. What can I do today? And then you don't set up a list of 10 things that you're going to freaking do today. No, 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 no. What can I do right now? What can I do today? You get home from work. What can I do today to make tomorrow easier? Is there a little bit of food prep that I could do while I'm cooking my dinner? Is there, could I limit myself to like one show? Could I watch a show that makes me feel good instead of my 12th murder mystery binge this month? Could I um, prompt myself to do journaling by doing a five minute journal when I get home to let it all go, let it all out, and then I can watch my show, one of them. And then I can get to sleep at a decent hour so it's not hard to do it all again the next day. Could I get dressed in something that makes me feel better during the day? Could I spend 20 bucks? I don't even know. I don't even know this stuff. Sorry. But could I spend like 20 bucks and get a fancy hair mask and make my hair feel luxurious for the next three weeks or however that works? You know what I mean? What can I do today that will make the rest of the days better? 
can I do a small load of laundry today instead of waiting till Sunday where I have to do six giant ass loads, none of them get dry in the amount of time they're supposed to get dry, and then I'm stressed out, I have nothing to wear on Monday. No, 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 no. This is how we never get anything done with ourselves because we don't know how to decompress properly from our stress and overwhelm, and then we compound it. We're avoiding it instead of actually relaxing. We are not relaxing. We are not de-stressing. We are not any of that. What we're actually doing is avoiding, 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 avoiding until it is such a massive problem that it is bonking us over the face. I'm literally doing it right now with said laundry. There was a death in my family this past week and it has knocked me on my ass. And I can tell you that my boys have probably one clean pair of pants to wear for tomorrow if I'm lucky and shirts that their teachers have seen them in 12,000 times. Not the end of the world, but now I know I have to do laundry within the next 48 hours and a lot of it to make sure that my kids are set up okay. I did this to myself because instead of handling what was going on in a healthy and appropriate way, I compartmentalized and I escaped. And I'm not beating myself up for that because that accomplishes nothing. I'm just acknowledging it. The other part of the stress and overwhelm cycle is that we somehow think if we fuck it up bad enough, we'll be shamed enough into doing better next time. Because you get angry at yourself when you don't meet your goals, right? You get angry at yourself when you're stressed and overwhelmed and everything is falling apart. It's big emotion. We're feeling something. But the other half of that is no one has ever become a better human being for literally in any aspect of their life through shame. Look at the biggest loser studies even. The amount of abuse those people go through on the show and the, and the amount of them that experience severe health problems, regain all the weight and then some is astronomical. Shame changes no one. It's not going to change you. Don't do it. The last piece of this puzzle, again, it's part of this, how can I make improvements in this 24 hours? What can I do today to set tomorrow up to be easier? Make a schedule, not a jam-packed schedule. Again, remember we are picking this one goal that we are going to tackle. Let's just focus on food. What little bit of meal prep can we do? Can we one day a week do just like a massive bacon fry? That's what I do for my kids. And then each morning is a little bit easier. Can I once a week just do, again, all of the laundry if that works better for like how you work as an individual, as like a human being? If you are a one laundry day, like it is laundry day. I'm doing all the laundry. I will also fold it and put it away. It'll all be organized by tomorrow. Like do, do you more power to you. I am not this human. (laughs) But if that's you, be you. Do that. Okay, so for the food example, right? Can I do a big meal prep one day a week? Does that work for me? Not really, because then I I get all angsty about it. I never cook enough. Okay, fine. Can I do a little bit every day? Can I write out my macros for the week? Can I set up a contingency plan if something's going on with work that I know will derail? If somebody has a birthday and a cake's brought in, what's my contingency plan? Do I have emergency dark chocolate on hand? You know, what can I do to make this as easy as possible? If you have a practice or if you're trying to set up like a self-confidence practice, it's just something I've been working on a lot lately where you want to like dress like an adult, you want to feel put together, you want to swipe some mascara on your eyeballs before you walk out the door. Like, I am right there too, sister. I'm trying to improve my feelings of self-worth by actually showing up into the world in a way in which I appreciate myself. And if I have to start on surface level, I'm fine with that. It's a really effective tool, actually. Anyway, 
slight derail. The best that I can do for myself is make sure that all the clothes that I feel good in are clean. The best that I can do for myself is figure out a way where I can do my hair in a way that I like really quickly. The best that I can do for myself is have my mascara or whatever makeup that I'm comfortable using quickly or whatever it is, right? Easily accessible. The best that I can do for myself is waking up that extra 15 minutes or whatever it is to just pull myself together enough where I feel good. But I can tell you that if my hair is down and I got my contacts in, there's mascara on my eyeballs and I'm wearing brightly colored clothes as my new thing lately, it makes me feel brighter most of the time. It's not working this week, but you know, extenuating circumstances. I've already given myself like 10 points for the day. I'm fucking winning the day (laughs) and it's 9 a.m. Do you see what I'm saying? How can I set things up for myself so that in the moment, the critical moment where I can make a good choice or a bad choice, I will have to go out of my way to make the bad choice. Bad and good being terms solely for the goal that you have for yourself or working against the goal that you have that yourself. There's no morality actually involved. How can I make this stupidly simple for me to do? Because willpower will fail you. Discipline is a muscle that we haven't exercised yet. Otherwise, we wouldn't have these questions and these problems. How can I make this insanely simple for myself? Figure out other practices that de-stress you. The funny thing about it is, is de-stressing many times looks like being proactive at what tomorrow's problems are going to be that you already know are coming. I know I feel the most in control, which control is a freaking illusion, but that's, again, a whole other podcast. I feel the most in control. I feel the most peace. I feel the safest when I know that I am prepared for what is coming. Big stuff, little stuff. How can I make myself as prepared for tomorrow as possible? Usually it involves getting everything in my calendar. Usually it involves conversation with my ex about what's going to happen the next day. Usually it involves clean clothes for all the children. (laughs) It involves, do I know where food is coming from for everybody for the next day or the next week? If you like to plan a little bit more ahead as a mom that doesn't particularly of so many children, it doesn't really work for me to plan a week and ahead. A couple of days is usually pretty luxurious. We do what we can, but How can you prep yourself for the shit that you know is coming? You know it's coming. You know you work 50 hours a week. You know that sometimes your roommate's going to be in your way or annoying or whatever it is that naturally human beings that we live with cannot help but do. You know that's coming. What do we do about it? Stop playing catch up. Play the offense. I hope that kind of makes sense. So we take a peek at what the goal is why we're trying to accomplish that goal, what our why is, and why we're trying to attack it in this way. Is that the best way for us? Yes or no? Once we have that answered and we either have a new goal or a new strategy or the same goal redefined, we move into what can I day in this 24 hours to work towards that? Intention is also everything. If you're just going into each day with what can I do in this 24 hours, this one day, What am I willing to do? What am I capable of doing? What can I get a handle on? And you're very realistic about it and you show yourself a lot of grace with it. You can't fail because intentionality is a huge part of mindset. That's why you feel like you're failing already. If your intention is to do 12 things every day that you have never done before and have never successfully put into practice, what is going to happen, ma'am? 
It's not going to happen. One thing of those 12 isn't going to happen and you're going to feel either like a little bit of a failure or a lot of bit like a failure. Guess how many things are going to get ticked off that 12 item list the next day when you go to bed feeling like either a little bit of a failure or a lot of bit like a failure. If you go into your day, all right, I know what I'm going to do for my three meals. I will be undeterred. That's all I got to do. Not, I'm going to intermittent fast for this many hours. I'm going to drink my black coffee that I can't stand. And I'm going to eat these three meals undeterred. And then I'm going to go for a walk afterward. I'm going to make sure I get my workout in. And then I'm going to make sure that I get my cold shower in before I go to sleep. Stop it. Stop it. I love all of your goals. But you need to treat yourself like you would treat your best friend or your child. We can do all of the things, we can't do them all at once. And the more pressure you put on yourself to do all of the things, the less things are actually going to get done. Period. Tale as old as time. Ask anyone over the age of five. (laughs) Seriously. Understand who you are and where you're at and be proud of it. You don't have to tackle the entire mountain at once. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. I don't even know where that came from just now. (laughs) I think I must have read that recently. That's an oldie but a goodie, but yep. Don't eat elephants. Do not recommend. But the metaphor is still accurate. (laughs) Stop trying to climb mountains in a day. Stop trying to tackle goals that are not yours. Understand the long game in everything that you do. Understand that instant gratification is for chocolate and social media. Not your fucking life. Understand there is no ticker tape parade for accomplishing your goals. There is no one patting you on the back. It's all gotta be you, which is frustrating because that is not the way that we were raised. (laughs) You get an A and best case scenario, you get a sticker or a present or to stay up later. You don't get an A and you get the punishment. You get shamed into being a good girl. And you get rewarded by being the best girl. And as an adult, none of that really happens anymore. But we spent years in that reward system and that shame system. And we don't really know how to get out of it without somebody else telling us how we should feel about ourselves. That's being a woman in the world that we live in today. But you don't have to be in that hamster wheel anymore. What is a real goal for you? What can you do in this 24 hours to help you get closer to it? What coincides with who you are? And how will you celebrate yourself for the teeny tiny things that you don't think accomplish shit towards your long-term goals? One day of eating good does not make you skinny. Oh God, I hate all the terminology I just used with that. Eating healthfully for 24 hours does not suddenly give you the physique of your dreams better words but eating healthfully for 90 days gets you a hell of a lot closer to the body health energy sleep mental capacity of your dreams eating poor food choices (laughs) for one day doesn't make you gain 30 pounds give you diabetes give you horrendous brain fog or make your skin break out necessarily sometimes it does though depending on how you react to foods but i digress But making those escapism choices for 90 days can absolutely derail your health in a lot less than 90 days, actually. The things that we do in each of these precious 24 hours 
accumulate into what we are. So stop saying that you're going to give up something for the rest of eternity or you're going to do something for 30 days or you're even just, what am I going to do today to be the person that I want to be? What am I going to do today that is going to get me closer to this goal that I have? That is a completely appropriate, beautiful, fantastic, celebratory, indulgent, amazing goal for me. How do I get a little bit closer to that? And how do I make it stupid simple for me to do that? You can do anything. I truly, truly believe that. I know that that's such a line from our childhood that no one actually appropriately told us what it was going to take to be able to do anything that we wanted to do. But I really believe that any of us can do literally anything that we want to do. We just have to understand the price of admission. We have to understand the cost. We have to understand if we're okay with that or not. But as far as your capability, I truly believe that we're all just boundless. We just forget. Or we know that getting to where we want to go is going to piss other people off or make people say shit about us or think things about us. When you go to do something and you have the the jerk reaction of everybody's going to say blank, everybody's going to think blank, everybody's going to blank, everybody's about six people. Truly, think about it. When you're worried about how people are going to react, it's usually like a couple of immediate family members, a spouse, partner, what have you, maybe your kids, and like a couple of dipshits from like high school. That's everybody. It's silly to not go after things because little internal traumatized you from whatever has happened to you throughout your life is scared of what six people are going to think. Free yourself. All right completely derailed into much larger topics than how do I get a morning routine together. One piece at a time. One piece at a time. Pick one goal and go for that. Even if you get a week in and either like let's say Tiff your food stuff is all on point for one week and you feel pretty comfortable in the new the new system that you've got set up, you can go ahead and add another thing. And another, ooh, this, this is actually the last thing to think about. Understand you will be derailed. Understand you are rolling that marble along. You've got your little 24 hour at a time thought process going on. You've got your really simple fixes. You've got everything going really well. You're doing it. You're doing it. You're doing it. Something's going to happen. Your boss is going to be horrible. Somebody's going to break up with you. God forbid somebody's going to get sick. Something is going to happen financially. You're, something's going to be going on with your friend. Something's going to happen that is a perfectly acceptable excuse for you to completely fall off track. Be ready for it. Understand and accept right now that that is going to happen and be ready for it. If your mother is horrible to you one day and you have a huge fight that brings up 10 years of bullshit, there's never a more important time for you to journal, right? There's never a more important time for these practices that are beautiful practices that you're trying to put into place in your life. If someone that you love has a health scare, you sure as shit need to hold on to your health, whether that's your food choices or your sleep or whatever, more than ever before. But it gets hard during those times so we allow ourselves to just not even like fall off track but completely let go of what we're working on. Understand Big stuff is going to come up somewhere along the line. 
even if it's not within the first 90 days, if it's nine years from now, right? Something's going to come up with maybe not this goal, but the next goal, or maybe this goal, or maybe three goals from now. Understand that is 1000% going to happen and it is going to be something that is completely understandable and completely acceptable to throw all your personal shit away and focus on this thing. Don't do it. I'm begging you, don't do it. Understand that that's going to happen now, day zero. And understand that filling up your own cup with good things is more important than anything else because you cannot give, you cannot heal. You cannot healthfully process, you cannot address, you cannot fix, you cannot change when you are a hot mess express. Accept that as gospel now and you'll be able to better navigate those really hard times when it's really hard to care for yourself as a whole. You don't have to move those through those seasons with utter perfection, but if you keep you at the forefront of your thoughts, while you're going through difficult seasons or shit days, it'll be so much easier to stay the course and get through them in a much easier, more healthful, like mentally healthful way. I hope that made sense. So that's the episode. And I guess I just want to end this with, I haven't really known how to talk to you guys about this because it's not mine, right? My family member that passed away. I don't want to invade anybody's privacy, especially during a difficult time. But life is really short. The days are long, but the years are short. (laughs) And what you want for yourself is very real. And it shouldn't take something horrible happening to shake you awake to go chase it. I hope that it doesn't take something really horrible happening to shake you awake and go chase it. You are precious. You are a purpose in and of yourself. I've told you this before. You deserve to be alive. I won't even say happy because happy is not as sweet without all of the complexities of the human emotion and intellectual experience. It's just not. But you deserve aliveness. And you deserve to feel it before it feels like it's too late. You deserve to feel it before something horrible happens and you can't reach it. So, if the pain in my voice does nothing else for you this week, remember that you are precious and that you deserve everything that you want in this life. But nobody can give it to you but you. No one can give you permission. No one can give you the steps. No one can give you the how-to. No one can give you the time or the money or the grace or the know-how or anything on how to go get it but you. And nobody's going to like that you're doing that, but fuck them. People who love you will eventually figure it out. They're going to clunk through your big dreams at first. But they'll get there if they truly love you. I just want to leave an impact so badly on the people who are gracious enough to listen to my show. (laughs) So listen to this again if it was helpful or if you need it. Bookmark this this episode (laughs) and understand that you can do anything. And if there's anything that I can do to help in that pursuit, 
please just let me know. Thank you for listening and I will talk to you again next week. In the meantime, I see you. I love you. And I can't wait to talk to you next week. Bye.